Hi, y'all. It's been a while since I've been here. I've been working on new music. Kind of since I'm getting older, I've been gradually maturing into kind of a bit of jazz house, but can't get rid of the classic rock in my music because that's what I grew up with. I've been cooking and finding ways to make my voice sound better and feel better, which I learned it by get pesticides out of my diet, my face doesn't blow up like the blueberry girl, like let's say in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And um, the blackness around my eyes goes away a lot too, um, like almost all the way gone. So I have a very bad sensitivity to it. And I feel it's because I was poisoned with that when I was being drugged with someone's prescription drugs when I was going through abuse, and this went on for a long time. But when I've been making my music, I've been really trying to be universal because I always put in my personal perspectives into my music, which is really a struggle for me not to do. I have a very hard time not doing that. But I found that I actually can step away, and about half my music now is still being in it as myself, but coming out with more intelligent lyrics where I can still relate versus kind of blatantly coming out and stating how I feel about something or maybe where I've been, though I don't necessarily stress that personally within the song. Um, I suppose people can take it as that anyway. But I found that's been really good for me, and I've been handling it personally, which is great. So I did some kind of visual uh, training on the brain with this wonderful woman, uh, I will say her name actually on here, uh, Barbara F. Searle, S-E-A-R-L-E. She has this really cool visual treatment. So when I feel kind of flashbacks of trauma come to my head, I know how to go in there and kind of, rather it coming up and hitting me, my own brain is in there saying, hey, that's okay. And then I, I just, it automatically comforts me. And I know that sounds wild and it blows my mind, but I think a lot of that was getting in my way really my entire life to do anything. Of course, with the social stigmas that I deal with anyway, every day, I think being a woman, possibly being Portuguese, possibly now after in my 20s or the worst of my abuse, suffering a brain injury. So um, I'm very grateful that I can come out and produce the music I'm producing at this time. And I just had Beverly, uh, I'm sorry, I said Bob, it's Beverly F. Searle. I just had Beverly contact me, as a matter of fact, just about a week ago. And she kind of uh, remotivated me with her program because I subconsciously had had it inside of me. But you need to tap into it here and there and kind of wake your brain up a bit to maybe what you've been using subconsciously. And that really brought a lot of relief to me. So um, I want to thank my fans and, and everyone, my peers, people uh, above me in the business who have been supporting me, who miraculously have been actually looking at my songs and placing them in wonderful uh, status charts, uh, Spain and Australia. I'm so grateful. I'm grateful to Canada for always supporting me. Um, regardless of what's going on in my life, playing my music. I mean, at times, a lot of times, my throat just really hadn't been doing what I wanted to do. And um, 
you know, all the liquid between the injuries from my head. And then, of course, your gut health is very important when you're a singer. I really had to learn how to um, to work with it. I just kind of relinquished to the fact that that was just kind of, I'd have to deal with good days and bad days. But now, really, it's with this pandemic that has been, has been going on, I learned that Benadryl actually dried up a lot of the leakage that was coming from my head, from head injuries, into my throat. And then, of course, it ends up in your stomach, and then you've got it coming from your head to your stomach into your throat. So the Benadryl was making me tired, though, just as the CBD takes away my memory, um, my, the focus, the sharp focus of my memory which I'm still doing a bit of CBD here and there because I have other injuries all over my body that really hurt bad. So, and if you're an iHeart fan of mine, I had that on my cooking show, which ended up being not so popular to some because I ended up getting a broken stove and not getting it replaced with three times saying that my apartment building was going to come and replace it, never showing up. So I just left it at that. But I really enjoyed that sharing with you, by the way, where I would say, okay, I'm cooking this dish and this ingredient in here helps this injury on this part of the body. I wouldn't necessarily say, like, when it happened or necessarily who did it. But I thought it was kind of neat that I was sharing with people how I was trying to heal my body. But getting back to the voice part, um, uh, there's no THC in my CBD. I think that I think that probably is common um, or just uh, known. I think there is some with some in it. But anyway, there's no THC in it. My body wouldn't handle that. So um, I'm trying to get off that so I can focus. But I got off the Benadryl to get back to how I, how I found ways to dry up the moisture in my throat so I'm not gurgling all the time and you can hear it when I'm singing. I take Tylenol now, or generic Tylenol, which was really tricky when this pandemic started. I probably have enough for three years now. But, I mean, I was eBaying and... Um, uh, paying like exuberant shipping charges to stock up on as much as I could get when the pandemic started in fear that now that I found that Benadryl and Tylenol could help me, that I was just starting to feel really good and my body was horribly relying on it because the air was changing really bad and I didn't know about masks and I mean, I kind of knew, but I was just trying to stay far enough away from people. This is all when it first started not too many people wearing masks and um, I would come in and I would just feel horrible. And it was before I got a filter into my apartment too. Uh, air pure air fire, uh, air purifier. There we go. I got it. But um, I was really scared because it was feeling really bad. So once I got this all established, got the things I needed. And of course I wear a mask now as much as I can. I have a plastic shield, but I can't breathe well with a mask. So obviously I don't go out much and um, I have my own medical things that happen through abuse and I'm not chronic and they're very mild, but still I need to be careful. So I have my plastic shield, don't go out often and just pull the mask up and down when I'm not near people to try to get some breath into me. I guess I try to keep my mouth covered as long as I can. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm just on the Tylenol now, and it seems to really ease my entire body. So it's more relaxed. I can sing much better. I'm more focused because I'm really, like I said, trying to get off this DVD, which is so easy to pluck one of those yummy, sugary 
chewy edible things and just sit back and feel so relaxed and feel better. But I don't really like to be taken away to a state where I'm not really here as much as I would like to be. I mean, it's, it's kind of like taking a, I don't know, a sleeping pill, but not something that the doctor prescribed. Let's say an over-the-counter sleeping pill, but maybe not real strong, maybe half the pill or something. It's kind of more like that. And some people, they, you know, they enjoy being that relaxed all day long, but my mind really wants to work all the time, especially now where I'm getting recognition for the work I'm doing on my music. And BMI, which is um, a licensing music uh, singer-songwriter company that I'm part of, they have been amazingly supportive of me. Uh, finally, me connecting with them in a way that I have been able to register my bank direct deposit account with them, which they asked me to. And they said, you have to do this if you want to perform live with us. I think it was something online, which I never actually went into because I don't have anything in here to do that in my apartment. <laughs> and it sounds horrible. And I hope this sounds good. Usually it sounds really good through Anchor. And by the way, Anchor is really good at making your recording sound good. So I'll plug that in there. I have nothing on except I hit record on my computer and I don't have a fancy computer and boy, they make it sound good. But, um, yeah, they have been really good to me. They have been very respectful. And, you know, if I got a dollar check or a penny check from someone for the music that I make, let me tell you, I'm thrilled because through the years, and I started about 10 years ago, I started getting these cute checks and I already was getting some cute little checks from Amazon here and there, from books that I wrote, little Kindle books and and things like that. And what happened, I'm sorry, we got cut off. What happened is um, this other little girl came along and decided she wanted to be Lori Jean too. And I was just starting to really crash on my own out there. I mean, I had kids screaming a little bit in the street for me, you know, like, oh, wow. I'd go to these, these bars to just kind of, uh, what is it when you show up, kind of do gigs, but you're not really like playing there professionally, you're just showing up, and um, and there would be people, I'd, I'd see them kind of gushing in the background, you know, for me, and um, I feel bad because a lot of times when these happen, people will be asked to leave, or not allowed to buy my album, like when I did go someplace professionally, I had a real nice gig at the Mint LA, and my God, they... They bumped me out and put this girl ahead of me. Like at the last minute, I was kind of nice, nicely premiered to open up at eight, bumped some girl in, took the whole place over. So by the time anybody came to see me, I could hear them. They wouldn't let them in. And then I asked for a table and there was actually someone standing at the table to make sure that I couldn't put my stuff down there to sell my things. And when I was on stage singing, they actually had someone else stand there to make sure that, and I invited the press and everything. I was like, there was cameras there and everything. I didn't do the cameras. I mean, I didn't like hire them there. But I imagine they were told not to do anything with those too. And I have a problem with the police, so, and my exes and everything that are connected to them. So I already knew where it was coming from. But it was really sad to see that that much could be orchestrated against another person. And a woman who happened to maybe marry someone or somehow inadvertently 
be involved with someone that ends up putting themselves in your life that try to take control of it like that. So to have BMI reach out to me, oh, and this girl, I'm sorry, Lori Jean. Yeah, well, what started happening at that time, I had some cool things going on. Other than I had a lot of, um, a lot of bad uh, things coming through happening to me, like I just said. So yet I had a lot of people that were liking me. So the another thing I feel that was done at the same time was that this girl, um, Lori Jean that was getting into my digital number because all you have to do is put down your artist's name. And of course I always check to see who else's artist names are out there before I'd put my name up there. And I started way back in 2013 with Lori Jean and, um, my, my birth name is Lori Jean. I just didn't use Vanilla. Now I use Lori Jean Vanilla. And that's the only reason anyway, I'm getting my tiny little checks now is because I guess I changed my name. I had to like redo myself all over again because this girl came out and she had all her music that was like a different genre mixed in with my music. So when you want to listen to me and you, you want to continue and like kind of Lori Jean radio, that would be all her genre mixed in with my genre, which was so upsetting to people who wanted to hear me and my genre. So it just was such a slap in the face. And I had almost 2 million Google hits on my account. And Google was so good to me. And I thought, wow, this is great. And, you know, Factory Fast Records, I was working with them. I was working with Tim Chattel and Ned Euphoria. And, I mean, people really, you know, um, respecting me and reaching out to me. But I had a battle. I had a huge battle to conquer when this all started because not that I hadn't had that. I mean, I ran from a stalker who I still think was friends with my ex for like 20 years. And so, I mean, and of course the police, I had problems with them and this was all personal. So, um, I mean, it's pretty difficult to get going anywhere. And, you know, when you say the police, okay, let's just say authorities in general, because, you know, everybody's friends all in this family of that. So I had so much up against me. So what I, I had to do, and I had to find the energy to do this too, and I had to decide if this was something I really wanted to do. You know, could I continue this way? So um, I just changed my name finally, not too long ago, to Lori Jean Fanella, because I said, well, I think this is the best thing I can do. Because first I said, well, there's no way I'm going to sit there and lose my Lori Jean status. Tough. Let, her, let this little girl sit along beside me and uh, for the most part, people were honoring my stuff, but um, it just be it did become too difficult. I was starting to get a little upset at the fact that I wasn't getting recognition, even if it was a few pennies coming through, and then the stations and the genres that were that were getting mixed up with my stuff was it was all starting to become too much. So I changed my style a little bit, even. And I dug down deep, as deep as I could. And this is after my head being drugged again. I am not getting into what happened to the whole 20 years of running from the stalker, but having to sleep on a floor at a supposed safe house. Okay, they're not safe. So my brain took another throw. And um, I had to really try to find a way to come back from that. So 
That was in 2017. It took me a good couple of years. Then in 2019, I still had my throat to do. My brain started to come back again. And I could see my writing was just clicking really well. And I was sharp again. But now it's like, okay, that genre is gone for you now. You know, you're going to have to, you know, really do something different. So, but I have to mention too, I have this new friend when he has time to talk to me. His name is James Bracey. He's a really cool artist, alternative rock, really, really good. you got to check him out. But um, he has inspired me the last few days. And for some reason, I just clicked into what I was doing with Graphic Fest Records. And that was, I just kind of went right into it with whatever I heard. I have to use MIDI loops because my hands don't work well from abuse. And I just play around with them really uh, pretty quickly in my mind, know where I want to go with them. And I kind of make my own genre version of uh, whatever I've grabbed, whether it's house, rock, pop, a little bit of acoustic, electric guitar, and I just throw together something a bit more mature now uh, with very intelligent lyrics. And all coming out there for everyone. So I hope that you guys enjoy my new work that's coming out. Please check me out at lauriejeanfanella.com and listen to some of my lyrics. Thank you so much for supporting me and stopping by.